This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, and insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. Hi everybody, welcome to show 352 Aussie Mac Zone. No zone tonight, he just told me he was feeling a bit crooked, so I'm putting it up as early as I can get it. Now we're off, Aussie Apple Ramblings this week, start with a great story. Zahn, get better, that's the most important thing of course. Now, my Apple Watch saved my life. Five people share their stories. Seen it reported. With its fall detection feature, heart rate notifications, exercise tracking, and even the ability to make a call from your wrist, the Apple Watch has made a mark in each one of these stories. No one noticed Terrell Ostvang fall and hit his head on the bathroom floor that night, except for his Apple Watch. Casey Anderson used her watch to get out of her car after a near-fatal accident left her and her nine-month-old baby trapped inside. The only warning sign Heather Hendershot had that something was seriously wrong with her body came from her wrist. These stories and more have one common thread. In September 2014, only 2014, when Apple CEO Tim Cook introduced the first Apple Watch, he didn't exaggerate when he said it was the most personal device the company had ever created. Since its launch, the Apple Watch has become a fitness coach, a health monitor, and a constant way to stay connected. Apple is rumoured to be unveiling an Apple Watch Series 6 very soon, and for some users, it has been much more than just a personal device. You can read their stories on the link in the show notes, of course. Apple have announced an event for September 16 Australian time, starting at 3 a.m. on Wednesday morning, which is 10 a.m. Tuesday in America. And what's actually going to be discussed, very few people actually know. But supposedly, not the new iPhones. Now, something that was brought uh, to my attention the other day, the timing of the next event and release will be interesting with the U.S. presidential election coming up and that will be getting heaps of airtime before and after the actual election, with rumours the current president may not step down if voted out. So, how Apple slips its products out and gets the reporting expects will be interesting. Um, now, as expected, the company of Heroes iPhone app is now available. It follows the release of the iPad version earlier this year. 9 to 5 Mac reports the World War II strategy game runs on iPhone 6s and later. The app costs Australian $21.99 and with all subsequent downloadable content included. These include extra missions and maps. As always with feral games the iPhone app is free if you already own the iPad one. A separate Android version is available for selected smartphones. Feral Interactive says that the Company of Heroes, sorry, not the company, says Company of Heroes is a fast-moving tactical combat game and that the mobile version is faithful to the original desktop one with no compromises in adapting it for the small screen. 
Company of Heroes is the critically acclaimed and enduringly popular World War II game that redefined real-time strategy with a compelling combination of fast-moving campaigns, dynamic combat environments, and advanced squad-based tactics. Command 2 crack companies of American soldiers and direct an intense campaign in the European theatre of operations starting with D-Day invasion of Normandy. Tailored to and optimised for iPad, Company of Heroes features an intuitive user interface for rapid execution of advanced real-time tactics in the heat of battle. This direct squads of US troops against the mighty German Wehrmacht through 15 gritty missions based on some of the most challenging fighting of World War II. Destructible environments let you exploit the battlefield to your best advantage. Company of Heroes offers players an epic World War II campaign with gameplay comprised of intense squad-based battles that progress from the D-Day landings through to the liberation of Normandy. Designed for phones, this version of the game allows mobile gamers to direct all the action from a user interface highly tailored for touch controls. And in the show notes, of course, there is a link to the trailer. And um, even I might... Uh, have a go at this one. It looks a bit interesting there. Um, yeah, I, I've had a quick look at the trailer and I think it'd be good. I've never played the game before, so we'll see how we go. Um, not much entertainment and, and set to say, I think I'm nearly at the end of, uh, I think there's only one or two episodes of Ted Lasso left and I'm still enjoying I'm enjoying it even more. So... Don't think of it, I know it's a sporting-based thing, but don't think of it as a sporting-based one. All I had in sport the other day, uh, last Friday's episode, was they were in the locker room, they left the locker room going out to the field, and then they were in the locker room again celebrating their win. So, yeah, there wasn't any sport in it. (laughs) So, yeah. Now, what about new things coming to... Our iOS 14 or iPad OS or whatever. So new things coming to our OS. We've got um, the first one is how do you use burst mode with your iPhone volume button? So nine to five Mac tells us Apple has changed how burst mode mer- works with the iPhone 11 cameras in iOS 13. That made things a bit more complica- complicated. With iOS 14, there's a new option to make things simpler and faster to allow uh, access to the feature. Follow along on how to use burst mode. Now, iOS 13 bought a host of new camera features along with new camera hardware for the iPhone 11 lineup. However, Apple figured out how to implement all the new features. The very well-known press and hold of the on-screen shutter button or one of the physical volume buttons for burst mode was gone as the quick take video feature replaced those methods. Now, with iOS 14, Apple has brought back an option to enable the iPhone volume up button to act as a burst mode shutter. So, really simple, just hold the button up and it'll go and it'll rattle off, you know, 10, 15, 20 shots, whatever. We've also got, uh, just coming now, how to set Google Chrome as your default web browser, for example. 
So 9 to 5 again tells us iOS 14 allows for third-party web browsers and email clients to become the default. So if you really don't like Safari and Apple Mail, you now have other options. Now with the latest update to Google Chrome, now available on the App Store, you can change your default browser from Safari to Google Chrome on iPhone and iPad. Here's how to do it. So with iOS 14, Apple has added system support for third-party browsers and email apps. In the future, there may even be more categories. The default web browser will be used when tapping on a link in an application. Until iOS 14, you could have an alternative browser like Google, but you tap any link and it would always open Safari. So what you do now is you download the latest version of Chrome from the App Store, you open the Settings app and open the Settings page for Google Chrome, you tap Default Browser app and then tap Chrome. And of course, link in the show notes. Now what about another how-to? Google Maps is back on Apple Watch. And I'll be, yeah, that's right. I'm back on the ready. Uh, Tom's guide tells us Google Maps is once again usable on Apple's wearables. The return of WatchOS was announced on August 10 in a Google blog post, along with new interaction with CarPlay. However, 9to5 Google observed the rollout of Google Maps for Apple Watch has only begun alongside the release of Google Maps iOS apps version 5.5.2. You need to have the main app updated before you can use the WatchOS version of Google Maps. You also need an Apple Watch running WatchOS 5 or later, meaning that the original Apple Watch users are left out in the cold. So if you're used to using Google Maps, uh, you get directions on your wrist like you normally would. You don't get a map, you just get, you know, go left at the next street or go right at the next street, etc. Yeah, but if you're a Google Maps person, go for it. Absolutely. Uh, what else have we got? Yeah, short show tonight, but IBM back pays Australian 12 million to over 1,600 1,600 Australian employees. After Big Blue entered into an enforceable undertaking with the Fair Work Ombudsman, individual back payments range from less than a dollar to over 145,000. IBM Australia told Znet that many of the payments were less than 1,000 and related mainly to motor vehicle usage. Further underpayments to be made are expected by the Fair Work Ombudsman to be significant in size. The Ombudsman said the enforceable undertaking requires IBM to calculate and pay outstanding amounts to be to every affected employee by the 16th of October. Under the enforceable undertaking, IBM has committed to stringent measures to comply with the law and protect its workforce. This includes engaging at its own cost an expert auditing firm to conduct an independent assessment of the outcomes of its rectification program and to audit its compliance with workplace laws over the next two to three years, Ombudsman Sandra Parker said. The matter serves as a warning to all employers that if you don't prioritise workplace compliance, you risk underpaying staff on a large scale. Any employers who need help meeting their lawful workplace obligations should contact the Fair Work Ombudsman for free advice. 
The undertaking, which Parker labelled appropriate, commits IBM to make two contrition payments to the Commonwealth's Consolidated Revenue Fund by the 27th of November 2020. In total, the two contrition payments will be equal to 5.25% of the underpayments IBM identifies for all employees. So, yeah. Keep an eye on what you're getting paid from the big companies. That's that's all I can tell you. Um, now, of course, look on Apple News, Aussie Max Zone on Wednesday morning because as soon as uh, we've had our show uh, for whatever they're going to release and talk about, the sh- there'll be notes up straight away. As soon as I, can, I, I type them out while they're talking, so then you go through and just do a little bit of editing afterwards. So, yeah, Aussie Max Zone on Apple News. Uh, should be up by 6am. Now, uh, don't forget we do have show notes link each week on show upload. The link being this week, aussiemaxzone.com.au ANZ352 uh, at aussiemaxzone.com.au you will find the last six show notes. So six weeks of show notes. You can email Michael at Aussie Max Zone or Zard at Aussie Max Zone. If you want to ask us a question, tell us what we're doing wrong, whatever. Uh, you can just search Aussie Max Zone on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, and whatever player you use. Uh, but most importantly, thanks to our supporters, you, our listeners. Thank you very much. Have a great night, day, whatever. <laughs> Thank you.